This week on Erotic Awakening, overcoming jealousy to love or not in consensual. Consensual. <laughs> We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporter, Adam B. We enjoy creating and recording these podcasts and hope you enjoy listening to them. When you become our patron, it gives us the chance to apply more energy towards creating. For as little as a dollar a month, you can not only support the podcast, but also gain access to special content. Which will be coming soon. Head over to patreon.com slash eroticawakening to have a look at the options. And regardless, thank you for listening and or watching the show. So welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening. Wait, wait, wait. Right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how to overcome jealousy, if jealousy is something that's happening in your life. And we have a question of the day about whether you should love your submissive slash slave or not. We also have a review of the fantastic new game that one of our patron, one of our uh, listeners sent us. Are you going to reach gonna, over I'm there and grab it? Yeah, I'm getting ready to jump up and grab it. Dawn's going to reach over and grab that. While she does that, you can think. It's matching what I'm wearing. Look at the color combination. Uh, I should have said while she was doing that, the random erotic awakening Instagram follower of the day is our bookman. You can Ooh. find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as Erotic Awakening. And we'll put a picture of this up for today. Oh, that would be nice. Absolutely. We probably have pictures from the Consent Con from over the weekend. We absolutely consent, do. Consensual, consent. Consent Con. Consent Midwest. Cons, the Midwest Consent Summit happened here at the space mm -hmm. just yesterday. That's not got anything to do with our little our consensual Consentical. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of it right now. Right now? Stick it on the old Instagram. Why don't you tell people about the game? Okay. So this was sent to us by Keith. Um, he's also the one that sent us the, um, what were they? The pills? <laughs> the erection pills? Yeah, penis reduction <laughs> size. And it doesn't have a lot of parts, which is what I like. So and we had to, here you go. Uh, we had to read through the game a little bit and of course it's got tentacles in it so i wanted to learn how to play so basically it's a deck of cards and three colors of tokens and this human has decided they don't like human sex anymore and they are going to go out and have an adventure and they find this alien and it is about the alien and the human having consensual sex well consensual contact i guess because not all the cards say that so you get a deck of cards mm -hmm. i get a deck of cards we flip cards together and we try to match them so and if they match there's certain things that you do and if they don't match there's certain things that you do and you're trying to build up to well it doesn't certain levels of satisfaction satisfaction certain yes. levels of satisfaction and release they yes. don't say orgasm they say release and the fun part is as the human uh, which I played, or no, I played the tentacle alien. You, and you did. played the human. Uh -huh. The way to match these cards is not is by you do it, you do it without speaking to each other. So, right. Don, which card do you think I'm trying to get you to play if I do this? Gaze. Very good. <laughs> I wish we realized that when we tried to play I know. the other way. So yeah, so there's like cards that say gaze. I think there's what is there? Gaze, kiss, wink, penetrate. There is penetrate <laughs> there. Lick, stroke, touch. Release and bite. Oh, restrain is in here too. So and so you get like what is it, like five cards in your hand, mm -hmm. and then you're trying to match cards when you lay them down. Kind of like it kind of reminded me almost like war, right? You lay down lick. I'm trying to lay down lick so no. build something out of it. Okay. 
sort of thing. And um, I have to think of sex as war, so that's fantastic. Nice, that's nice. Thing. So, and then you throw a token. There's things that you do on each card. There's an intimacy pool where you put mm -hmm. different colored tokens. Once you play another certain card, you match up the colored tokens, which gives you the pink glittery token of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to see how much satisfaction you yes. earn. So, fun little game. Mm -hmm. uh, my understanding is this came from a Kickstarter. That's Kick, my understanding. Kickstarter. Kickstarter, sorry. And uh, <laughs> apparently they made a boatload of money on that Kickstarter. So there you go. Yeah, I saw that. They made a boatload of yeah. money on that. But so. uh, again, uh, Keith sent this to us. Thank you very much, yep, Keith. Fun. Very thoughtful of you. And we had a lot of fun playing it. We actually took some time finally and actually went and played instead of doing all the stuff that we did. Yeah, we kept trying to do it at Kinky and Geeky, but it's hard for us to play games at Kinky and Geeky when we're running it. So um, where were we at? We went to a coffee shop and actually sat down yeah, and tried yeah. to trying to figure it out. So a lot nice. of fun, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So Dawn, today the question of the day is not related to aliens or tentacles. No, not really. No. Um, tell me, Dawn, do you believe that masters need to love their slaves slash submissives? I don't. So I, I just don't think they have to. Okay. Um, for me, though, I can't submit on this depth of a level without love, okay. as far as I know, right? I haven't tried it without love, mm -hmm. but I do know that for me, my love with you started out when I became vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And that kind of opened up the door to love, but we were also trying power exchange at the same time and it opened it up to that too. So the vulnerability kind of created the platform for love to happen. Right. And that was kind of neat. And I truly believe that vulnerability has to happen for a MS relationship that's based on growth. Agreed. But that doesn't mean uh, does love have to happen. Yeah, I, I was me. Saying, yeah, I yeah, I got some contradictory thoughts here. My experience so far, I've had a number of and again, just to step back just for a moment, we're talking master-slave relationships, not necessarily just right. BDSM play. Right. We're do not, not have to play. love each other in a BDSM play. You can do pick-up play all day long. Or even have long-term BDSM partners that you don't have an emotional connection to. Mm -hmm. um, or in a loving emotional connection to. Yeah. I have an event play partner that I like to play with, and there's an emotional connection there. But it's not love. It's not long-term right. relationship. Right. Well, it's not in love. Anyway, go ahead. Now we're doing a different kind of um, relationship counseling all of a sudden. The I've had a number of slaves since I begin to uh, consider myself a master in a power exchange dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And some of them, all of them I've had some level of emotional connection to, but that's simply because for me, power exchange is a journey of growth. Mm -hmm. And by the very nature of it, you create an, an emotional connection. Right, an intimate connection, even. True. Uh, even when they don't, not all of my power exchange relationships include sex, but there's still a level of intimacy and, and the vulnerability that you were mm -hmm. talking about. So that does not necessarily equate to a loving relationship. I don't right. think it's necessary. I don't think that it is, I think it is a more of a side effect than it is a primary goal. Right. If you're vulnerable to someone, as you were saying, if you have a very intimate relationship, then love is a natural thing, especially if the people are good people to start with and compatible people. Doesn't mean it's a loving relationship. Doesn't mean that it's a um, a kissy face relationship or a long term 
boyfriend girlfriend kind of relationship. Right. We often use, and you had mentioned before when we talked about this, that you uh, that we use the word fond. We do. So um, we actually warn people that come into Dan's collar that his style of MS involves um, vulnerability. And like I said, vulnerability can create that feeling of love. Mm-hmm. So we weren't wanting um, we weren't wanting the slaves to fall in love with him because he wasn't promising them anything beyond what they had agreed on, mm-hmm. right? So to warn them that this could happen. And so what we did was, especially with one who was very young, we're like, so what we're going to do is, in, is, is instead of the word love, we're going to use the word fond, right? It means kind of the same thing, but words are very powerful. And if you start using the word love, then there's certain expectations. Right. And I actually see this time and time again, where people are like, oh, I just use the word. I don't have any expectations. And then the expectations start to happen, mm-hmm. right? So we decided to change the word. And, and you do this sometimes. You actually make up words sometimes so that there's not expectations. Sure. And when you use the word love, there's the expectation, right? People think of it as a escalator relationship, that there's some end goal or, or things like that. So we use the word fond so that we could um, recognize the emotions, accept yeah, the emotions. Acknowledge the acknowledge, emotion. Acknowledge, that's yeah, the word I'm looking right. for. So that the emotion was acknowledged, but the same expectations weren't expected. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's really awesome for us. Yeah. So, well, I was gonna I was gonna give another example because I also like to give this example. Sometimes we'll teach the class what does love have to do with it, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about what's more important to your relationship, love or power exchange. Where do you place them in the foundation house right. sort of thing? And um, a lot of people will be like, oh no, you can't have true MS unless there's a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. And I've always got this story that we used to have this friend and um, for me and you, it's a loving relationship. For other MS couples, we know it's a loving relationship. For her, that is absolutely the last thing she wanted. She wanted a power exchange relationship. She wanted an MS relationship. She did not want love involved. Right. It was all about the power exchange and she felt that love uh, changed the relationship, right? That when love starts to be involved, then the master isn't being masterful. Mm-hmm. He's li- allowing love to get in the way. And that's not untrue that when you and I developed a in-love relationship, mm-hmm. some of those aspects, it becomes a, there's a little bit of a conflict sometimes between um, I want to push you or I want to punish you for not fulfilling some perceived order that I have versus the desire to cherish you as my love and not Mm -hmm. cause you any pain and distress. Right. And that's what, what I believe your, this friend of ours, that was her take on it. It is a very challenging thing to, to work out for us. We put the power exchange first. We do. And let the love come behind and clean things up if they need it. Mm -hmm. And she wanted power exchange, no love. And when the master did fall in love with her, she gave the collar back, Mm -hmm. you know? So, know what you're looking for know it's it's not needed yes a lot of us want it yep so so what do you think head over to our facebook page erotic awakening podcast all one word and share your (laughs) thoughts so and i've actually already got it posted on the facebook page okay so by the time they read this they can go grab it so awesome uh the reason 
that you've already got it posted and a couple of people have responded <laughs> is we've done this podcast already and it did not work and just technology welcome to the reality of technology sometimes things don't work out i'm sitting a little too close to it no technology has worked for me today <laughs> i know it's not been a good watch my phone my fitbit it has not been a good day for you in technology uh -uh. i'm surprised the camera's not smoking <laughs> as we go so um you will have some opportunity that you forethought about two weeks ago when we first did yeah. these truth or dare questions. I'm curious if you're going to have the same answers as you had a couple of weeks ago. Because things can change. Not. Things change, and I got to thinking about it. Yeah, and you get to thinking about it, and that's where the trouble starts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have 101 sexy truth or dares from Thought Catalog. Mm -hmm. And we've pulled out all the dares. And we're going to do on the podcast, we're going to do the truths. And we'll tell you what we're going to do with the dares in just a moment. Okay. So for the um, three sexy truths that we have today, I'll start, Dawn. Okay. If you had to choose between only oral sex or penetrative sex for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? Okay. So I did change my mind on this one. Okay. And that's because after the last recording, we went home and did something, uh -huh. and it reminded me how much I liked that. <laughs> so which what did we go do? We went home and fucked. Oh, we did the penetrative. <laughs> we did that. Yeah. Okay. So, but when you first asked me the last time around, I was like, oh, oral, you know, uh -huh. because I know I'm getting older. I'm going to be with older men, right? Penetrative is not always going to be an option. Oh, interesting. Right? So that's, I, I'm pretty sure that's where my head went. So if penetrative is what I wanted for the rest of my life, I was going to be limited, right? Yeah. Whereas oral is not so limiting. So that was, that was my thought. Plus I thought of a, you know, I look here at this microphone and I think of cock in front of my face sure. and it's like, <laughs> no, I hadn't thought about that. If when you're um, when you play with a girl, mm -hmm. you can say, "Oh, oral sex is very important," but penetrative sex includes that. That includes fingering as well, mm -hmm. right? Ah, it's interesting. Yeah. See, and so the more I thought about it, I mean, we went home and fucked, and then I got to thinking about it, and it's like, no, I like to be penetrated, whether mm -hmm. it's fingers, cock, fist. I love fist, right? right. And I love that filled up feeling so i like both maybe i'll change my mind as i get older and hormones change and stuff but i really like the penetrative <laughs> i'm easy penetrative okay <laughs> um and and part of it is because as much as i enjoy oral sex penetrative sex has a lot more options you know as we talked mm -hmm. fisting right fingering penis Toys. Holy right. cow. Oh, I love my, oh, my. Yes, you love your stuff. All right, your turn. See, you can do things right here. Just Absolutely. For those listening at home, no. for those listening at home, be happy you're listening. Dawn's got a, I got a whole jar, jar of tentacles here. Yes. Um, all right, your turn. Water bottle. Okay. Is sex better when you're in love or better when the other person is hot and mysterious? Between those two options, I'm going to go sex is better when you're in love. For me, mm -hmm. um, you and I turn down hot and mysterious sex we far don't. more often than we accept it. And hotness, I have had some hot and mysterious sex. It's just not my thing. Oh, yeah. And and we have. I've been doing this for, I mean, we've been out in the presenting world since 04. So like 14 years, going on 15 years. And we have had people throw themselves at us mm -hmm. that we've that we've turned down, and we and um, responded positively on occasion. Oh yeah, um, I can and and like I remember before the Russian girl 
Absolutely. So that yeah. Russian girl was hot. And that was oh a neat, my. it was a neat experience, no doubt yeah. about it. To have that hot, mysterious sex, right? We don't even know her name. It's the Ru the Russian, Russian girl, girl, right? Um in the woods, under the stringed lights in the trees. Come stay focused. Stay where we are. <laughs> <That was> um, <nice. laughs> but for me, I talk about and you're gonna talk tomorrow, you're going to this Tantra. You're leading the Tantra, leading meeting, the tantra right? thing. Mm -hmm. I talk about the heart cock and the heart pussy, right? Mm -hmm. Where you have this combination of both emotional con connection and a physical connection. And when you bring them both to making love or yeah. fucking or sex, for me, it is simply a better experience than just the physical or just the hot and mysterious, which mm -hmm. can be, um, I guess that can be emotional connection as well, but it's a different it's a different emotion altogether. Well, when they say hot and mysterious, they're thinking romance novels, right? I mean, when when I'm first with someone, okay, it's kind of hot and mysterious, but it's also nerve wracking. I have no clue what to do, no clue what to expect. We've negotiated a little bit, but still, we don't know each other's energy. We sure. don't know. So, whereas if I'm in love with the person, that means I've usually built some sort of relationship with them and we've gotten to know each other and it's a little more it clicks sure a little more and and for the most part and the last part about that for me is there's when you're with the hot mysterious right somebody you don't particularly know then it's about me and it might be about me and about her in my case mm -hmm. right but when you're in love with somebody it's about me it's about her and it's about the us right right that connection between both of you as well that's part of it as well so it's kind of a threesome yeah yeah i can see that and and it doesn't mean i'm not willing to try hot and mysterious every once in a while you got <laughs> you got to give it a try because uh, it's going to turn out at least for me i have to give it a try our, our 2019 <laughs> presenting docket is becoming full so to find out where dawn will be to hot and mysteriously <laughs> poke her let hey. me know one of those places is called the Love Fest. Absolutely. Love That's, Fest. We need to check out and what we're doing there. If you're really digging hot and mysterious, you should contact me and I will set up the sex that you have with Dawn and she won't even know who you are. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Dawn, um, <laughs> what is the largest age gap you've had a consensual relation? And by relation, I mean sex with. <laughs> oh, 20 years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 20 years. I, I was thinking about someone else, and that would have been a bigger age gap, but um, there was no sex involved, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it was sensual, but there was no sex involved. So if you're asking about sex, 20 years. Yeah. Um, and as we ascertained the last time we talked about this, my number is 21 years and same person. Right. And it's only 21 years because you're a year older. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, although it's been a little while. So that person that you and I have had the intimate relationship, they're older now. So it's been less time. It's under 20 years now, right? No, because you got older too. And so did I. <laughs> so that is the first uh, or the next set of truth questions from our truth and dare. Uh, what we are going to do with the dares we will reveal to you is going to be a lot of Gonna be a little different, gonna be a lot of fun, and it's not gonna be something we'll be able to do sitting in front of this camera in front of this desk. Mm. That's called a foreshadowing. Um, do we have any new subscribers to the newsletter? We I do. suppose it's the next thing before we get into our we topic. Do. We have Chelsea 1902 from Columbus. Get your EA shout outs, head over to the eroticwakening.com and you'll find a link on the EA. You'll find a link. And then you'll get the EA newsletter, which you send out every week. Right. Probably once every three or four months. Every three or four months. 
Uh, and that is it before we get into, I see you have one single tentacle link beyond our game here. I do, where did it go? Oh, Ordith with the tentacle ring. So that was kind of neat. It was actually a free ring mm -hmm. that they were they were giving away, a free ring, you know, go figure. And um, they had sold so many products or so many copies of this ring. So now they were giving them out for a certain length of time. So I was gonna get one and then I appreciate the link and was going to get one, but shipping and handling was $20. For a so, free ring. For a free ring. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, no. Because mm -hmm. that's like, for one, I was going to say, because that's how they get you. <laughs> that's <laughs> my line. It's like, I mail Kickstarter cards all the time. There's no way this ring weighs more than Kickstarter cards. Right. And to ship Kickstarter cards is what, four bucks. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. So they say it's free and then they tack on a price. That sucks. Because the ring was cute. I am on many mailing lists that are like that. that yeah. You know, you get this thing for one penny and pay $19.99 shipping. Right. Um, so, so no tentacle ring for you this time. No right? tentacle ring for me, but it was it was beautiful. So absolutely appreciate the link. So Dawn, today's topic is, as we zip right into the topic, mm -hmm. um, we are going to talk about jealousy. And specifically, not just jealousy, but overcoming jealousy in reference to the polyamory perspective. Right. Now, overcoming jealousy in a monogamous relationship, in my monogamous relationships in the past, if a partner had told me that they were feeling jealous because I was um, looking at a girl or texting an ex-girlfriend, the thing I would have done would be to alleviate that jealousy is to not do that thing anymore, either to or, not look at that girl anymore or not text that ex-girlfriend. Or not get caught doing it. Far more likely, right, to <laughs> not, not to do it caught. in their viewpoint. And what we find in polyamory is that is not really a great way to go about this. Mm -hmm. um, you, one of the things about polyamory that makes it really interesting is that jealousy still continues to come up. Don't think that sure. you won't have jealousy. But as it comes up, how do you deal with it and how do you, you work with that? Yeah, how to use it as a tool mm -hmm. instead of an end game or something, right? right. right? So um, a lot of times when I tell people I'm polyamorous, They'll say, oh, so you don't experience jealousy? It's like, well, I never said that. I, mm -hmm. I've experienced plenty of jealousy. And um, I've had to learn tools on how to deal with it. So if I was going to keep moving forward, mm -hmm. right? So over the years, and some more recently than others, we've come up with some tools yes. on, on how to deal with this. And we're going to share our favorite three tools for overcoming jealousy. Oh, are we now? Yes. Three each? No, three total. Damn. Because um, <laughs> my favorites may not be your favorites. I know. And we are actually writing a book about this. So we, we could go on for many hours about this topic. But I, only want, to, I want to hit the top, <laughs> maybe not the best top three, but the three that are top of your head or very important or the three that we're going to share today. We'll probably, if we do this next week, we'd say, oh, my God, this one's way so important versus that one. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you want to go first so that you have the opportunity to get No, but I do. Uh, yes, I want to go first. Uh -huh. um, though I'm not going to mention one that was actually on a movie we just watched today, Bohemian Rhapsody, that you leaned over to Karen and went. Oh, yes. And then you went over to me and went. So we're skipping that one. Okay. I guess. No, let me cover that one then. I'll cross out this one and cover that one. Good. And side note, Bohemian Rhapsody, fantastic movie. If you were all were um, 
you grew like, up listening to the music of Queen or just dig the music of Queen. Or just totally don't know why you're totally in love with Freddie Mercury, but I, oh my God. Mm -hmm. So yeah, fan, fantastic movie. Yeah. At yeah. least the five of us that went think so. Yep. So um, let's see. So what is this tool? This is and not or, though she phrased it a little differently. Yes. So, um, so we're watching Bohemian Rhapsody. And I don't want to give away a lot of things, but it's his life story. Get into the tool. I know. It's his life story, so story it's not like I'm, I'm giving away anything. But um, it just comes to mind because one of the tools that we learned, and this is probably a little more than halfway through, or probably, probably what, five, six years ago or whatever you put words to it, is this concept of and, not or. And what it is, is, is when you start thinking, what about me? What about me? What about me? And you think, oh my God, they're going to leave me because they found something else. You have to remember that this is all about and, right? Dan loves me and he loves Karen. Dan loves to spend time with me and he loves to spend time with Karen. If um, they go on a car ride together, Dan and I used love to do car rides together. We love to travel back and forth to events and talk and listen to audio books. And the first time you went to go on a long car ride with Karen, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, what about me? And, you know, you had to remind me that this is an and. Just because I like to spend car rides with her as well, this is an and. It's not taking away from our car rides. Mm -hmm. Those are two totally different things, right? Mm -hmm. So a little comparable, but not completely comparable. They're, they're two different people. Two different yeah. experiences. So it's this, it's not or. He's not. Uh, it's not about replacing. It's not about replacing. Exactly. And and once you kind of get that into your head and into your thought process, it's, it's a little bit easier. Yeah. So let's say Big D wanted to start dating somebody else. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm going to feel a little jealous. He hasn't really dated anybody else since he and I have been dating. You know, I, I've only been a little bit. And. I have to remember that just because he's bringing someone else in, he's not replacing the pieces that we have together. Right. It's an and. He's adding to it. Mm -hmm. So if I start dating someone else, it's because I want to see the world through someone else's eyes, not because I'm replacing anything or anything's wrong with the right. relationships I have. And and that will helps a lot to help jealousy move from jealousy. And now it could move from jealousy into envy. But envy is an emotion as well, and envy is a pretty acceptable emotion, right? Mm -hmm. If you go off with Big D and you go to a game shop, mm -hmm. I might feel some envy because I like going to game shops. I like going to game shops with you. Mm -hmm. Does it? But it's not the painful sort of thing that jealousy can be. Right. Oh, because je jealousy is usually painful. Yes. Jealousy is, if you describe it as an emotion, because we usually describe it as an action mm -hmm. and an emotion, right? So, and the emotion can be very, very painful and just, oh, you know, it is, yeah, extremely. I, I, I don't even have the words for it no, because I can remember what it feels like. Because that, that helps with mine. That's a nice segue. Okay. Right? So we have and not or, but we also have this idea. The one that I came to my mind first is the idea of this place of assistance. So the idea of if Dawn starts doing something that, brings me to feeling jealousy, right? I'm going to say she's not causing me to feel jealous, right? But let's say Dawn starts dating somebody who is going to, who's also a dominant, right? Mm -hmm. And she has great scenes with him and they get to go and they go to all the, all the DC movies, mm -hmm. DC superhero movies, and they have a great time, right? 
that may lead Marvel movies. Yes, <laughs> that may lead me to feeling feelings of jealousy. And what I have, what we've learned to do, this tool place of assistance is to say to say one yes partner I am feeling jealous about this right because really when you're your part when you're if you've been with somebody for a little while and you say hey, are you feeling jealous you know for you to respond no I'm fine thanks anyway you know that's uh, not necessarily useful instead yes I am feeling jealous I don't want you to change what you're doing right I'm not asking you to not go see movies with this new partner what I am saying is give me some time to help me work through jealousy because you're my partner mm -hmm. and to be that person of assistance. Dawn happens to know me very well. So if I can communicate to her that I feel jealous and I'm having a hard time dealing with that without communicating and you should stop making me feel jealous, right? right. Instead so to simply say, here's, this is my feeling and here's what it is. And I feel this thing and I don't know what to do with it for her to be willing to sit there and listen and if I want it, which I don't always want, but if the partner wants it to say, you know, do you have some advice for me? Or is there some modification that I can make to help you get through this time of jealousy? Mm -hmm. One of the things Dawn and I used to do was this idea of I would go away with this partner and Dawn would say, well, if it's going to be over this amount of time, can you send me a text? Mm -hmm. Right. If you're going to be late, make sure you let me know you're going to be late. Little things like that. That's working from a place of assistance. It's not trying to make me not enjoy polyamory. It's not trying to make me not enjoy my life, but it is respecting the other people that are in your life and respecting that they're having a, a challenging time. Mm -hmm. And how can you help them as you continue to do what you need to do? So that's right. place of assistance. Place of assistance. Um, sometimes I can feel Dan hiccup over over something. And literally what I'll ask him is, um, did you just have a moment? And usually he'll go, yes. And I was like, anything I can help with? He's an internal processor. So usually the answer is no. But we do make that communication connection of, yes, something happened. Yes, I'm working on it. I'll ask you if I need help or I'll offer help. I don't push it on him because that doesn't go well. But I do offer it. Yeah. And so a place of assistance. I mean, doesn't mean I have to fix him. He's not broken. Right, he's feeling or accept the play, and the, the person right? doesn't and have that's to accept a hard the play. One. That's, that's a hard one too. That's a yep. hard one too. So, what's your third tool? Okay, so my third one is one that I always like to give. If I have a limited number of tools, I always like to give this one because it's something physical somebody can do. Okay. Okay. So this one, because a lot of these are about changing perception, right, or seeing things with a different view. This one is actually physical. So, which is well, never mind. It's also about changing perception. Okay? Absolutely. So this is the joy journal. And a lot of people will tell you to journal, 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 journal your feelings, journal this. I love to journal. The problem is, is that I was looking back on my journals and it was all negative shit, mm -hmm. right? I didn't really pay attention that sometimes it was six months between the negative shit, just that it was a book full of negative shit. Why am I doing poly? If everything is negative, why am I doing poly? Sure. And, and instead I, I wasn't thinking, wait, I only journal when bad shit goes on, right? Mm -hmm. And then it clicked with me. Of course, everything in here is going to be bad because that's what you journal about. That's what you're trying to process. Well, what if I have a journal that is just about the joyful stuff? What if I have a journal that if when I open it up, it's all happy stuff? Mm -hmm. So I bought this pink leather bound journal and that's what I started doing. 
And the way it changes your focus is that now you're looking for all the happy stuff. You're looking for the, something that may have made you jealous before, and now it doesn't. Write that shit down. Um, the time that uh, Big D's son, who's really not into Polly, mm -hmm. and he's not disrespectful to me, right? He's not allowed to be, but he's really not into Polly, but he had a new baby and asked if I wanted to hold the baby. And it's like, oh, this shit's going in the joy journal, right? right? You know, so, and it's all those happy moments. So now what you start to do is instead of focusing on the negative stuff that you have to process, you're looking for all those pieces of joy to fill up your book. Mm -hmm. And when things start to get tough, you can open up your book and say, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Look at all this happiness I wouldn't have had. Yeah. You know, so and, and I, and love, I love that. Yeah, I love that turning it, like you said, it truly is not only it's a physical thing, which is can be very valuable, but you're right, it is. It's not only kinetic, but it's also something that can change your outlook, right? Mm -hmm. When you keep writing down good stuff all the time. And looking for the good stuff. And look, yeah. 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 So good stuff. Yeah, that's a big one. We have another um, we have a class called Eight Poly Tools, and then now we have a second class called Eight More Poly Tools. And, and overall probably, there's about 24. I was gonna say we could yeah. probably do yeah. a third one that's eight more more poly tools. So right. we do we're about at 24 at this point, and hopefully we document all of them. Or most of them. I think we will. I think we will. Awesome. Uh, other than that, I think that's about it for this one. Fairly mm -hmm. might be a little bit shorter show than normal, but that's okay because we have a new game to play. And we're going to go play. <laughs> Con and I, and I am consentical. Consentical. Yeah. And I am going to be an alien. <laughs> awesome. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs>